Welcome back to Comic Talk. I'm Nick Dazzler. I'm the Steve above all. And we are Omega Level. Omega Level. Omega Level! Omega Level. Omega Level. Omega Level. Don't start. Not today. Not with you. Okay. I can't you do this. You just already knew. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we are going to be talking about Mr. and Mrs. X, Issue 8, and we're going to be talking about Thor Ragnarok. He says we're going to be talking, but it's going to be like 80% Nick, 20% me. 100%. Yeah, I got you with that one, didn't I? You fat turd. All right. So, Mr. and Mrs. X, lately they've been in the Mojoverse. I was really on the fence about that when it first happened in issue seven, I think, yeah? Or issue at the end of issue six, they get captured, and then seven, you find out where they are. Mm -hmm. I was on the fence about that. Like, I do enjoy Mojo. I think he can be very entertaining. He's a pretty funny character. Yeah, I just, I didn't want to read, like, 15 issues of the Mojo world. His globulousness <laughs> one term. His spinelessness is yeah, what they call him in this one too. Yeah, they always have great terms for him. But yeah, I like Mojo and like his little like uh Mojoverse or whatever. Like there's always unique stories when Mojo's around, but I don't think that they could carry an entire thing. I never heard of Mojo before, but uh Oh really? Yeah. But I find him to be a pretty interesting character. Uh I like his the way that they depict him is just like this just gigantic blob. I think <laughs> yeah. I think he was inspired by you. It absolutely was, yeah. I'm, my middle name's actually Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> my middle name's Mojo Burst. Yeah, Nick Mojo Burst Dazzler. Yeah, I like it. It was a spiral that's apparently just his slave. Yeah, and she's like this interdimensional witch. She's really powerful. Yeah, apparently. I don't know how he has control over her. I mean, it just seems like he's just bound to a chair. She, but I'm guessing he's like telepathically powerful some in some way because he has like a bunch of wires attached to his head or something. Raw. Maybe that's just so he can like control his networks or something. Mm -hmm. Like every time that they fail, he's just like, kill the riders. <laughs> every single time. <laughs> kill more riders. There was a really uh, small little sequence. It was just a one-page thing that I really enjoyed. It was probably my favorite page of the, of the book was when he kept spinning the wheel and kept putting them back into different instances. It was like Western, sci-fi, romance, fantasy. Like on the side, and it just had like three little panels of them doing it because no matter what they did, Rogue kept, her mind kept realizing it wasn't real and she killed Gambit. Yeah, like because she would freak out and kill Gambit. <laughs> because she's been subconsciously apparently holding back powers this entire time. Yeah, I like that little like reveal at the end with her and Spiral. That Spiral's like, through like their conversation, Rogue realizes, oh, dang, I've been like subconsciously subduing my powers that I didn't think I could control anymore ever since her like extra mutation now that happened after her and Xandra touched. Yeah, much of everybody else's relief, I'm sure. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> much to, especially Gambit's relief. So Spiral shows up to tell like... She, she needs Gambit to steal something for her. That's the entire reason that she even went after Gambit and Rogue. She kept saying, like, I didn't know that Rogue was broken. <laughs> didn't mean to bring that around here. But she needs Gambit to steal something for her. So when she first shows up in the Mojo Burst and, like, tells Gambit what's going on, she's like, I'm going to let you remember everything, but I'm, like, afraid that it's going to be a bad thing to do that. And as soon as she does, Gambit's like, oh, God, she keeps killing me. <laughs> I just like how Mojo's still like basically a criticism, I guess, of like most producers in most form of media. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it's like the, the people love love triangles. It's like, well, most people don't. But it turns out that they do. <laughs> Actually, they do. Yeah. They say they don't, but they do. Yeah. They buy more <laughs> mm -hmm. and talk, discuss it more and rage about it more. That's the truth, man. That actually, uh, I, I thought that was like a little almost nod to the audience about this own series because they brought in Deadpool earlier who Rogue and H Deadpool have history. I never knew that before. I find that awesome, though. What, that they had history? Yeah, it kind of yeah. makes sense because he's probably one of the few people that could survive her Absolutely, yeah. yeah. absorption. Because she absorbs and kills everybody, yeah. but like Deadpool can't really die. So, <laughs> But they mentioned that, that like 
Well, there was like a little anecdote or whatever that says like that was in like one issue, right? It was not for very long, no. Okay. Yeah, and I think it was just like it, probably just a one-time thing for her. But, you know, Deadpool's Deadpool. Well, he's married now anyway, I think. Is he still married? Deadpool? Yeah, I don't he, remember. He married some sort of like demoness or whatever. Yeah, I don't remember. It's Deadpool, dude. Who knows? Who knows? I know that issue broke a record. Did it really? Yeah, it had like the most uh, characters on a cover. Oh, that's, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that was the it Deadpool was wedding issue. issue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> had like every character in the history of Marvel on it, probably. Yeah, Ridiculous. Like, everyone that ever wrote for Deadpool had like a little short story added on to the end of it, too. That's dope, dude. Yeah, it was pretty So, cool. all three of them? <laughs> I think there was like five. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Deadpool's not the easiest character to write, so I wouldn't imagine there's been a ton of Deadpool writers, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's pretty difficult to get right. Bring him back in. Yeah, dude, I thought he was really funny in this little bit that he had. Him and Gambit have really great chemistry. I'd be down to see him again. Well, there was like a whole little miniseries with just Gambit and Deadpool. I it think. was awful. Yeah, I know. I read was it, it awful? Yeah. <laughs> I read like the first three issues. It was so bad. Like whoever wrote that just, for, to me, it didn't seem like they really understood either character. Like the humor felt very forced and it fell flat more often than not. And the storyline just wasn't interesting. And what is there to understand about Gambit? He's an awful character. Thanks for tuning in this week. So, who's Longshot? I'm not, like, super knowledgeable about uh, Longshot. I do know a decent bit about him, but not, like, I'm not Mr. Longshot. I'm not a fanatic or whatever, you know? I know that he's, like, influenced by Lux some, somewhat, like uh, Domino is. I gotta say, I think the only three characters I've known in this series so far is Rogue, Gambit, and Deadpool. You didn't know Xandra? No. Yeah, you couldn't know. Because she was <laughs> You didn't know Kitty Pride? Was she even in this? Mm -hmm. She's in like the first issue. She's on like the screen to tell them, hey, I need you guys to go do something oh, for me. Oh, yeah, that's right. Duh. Yeah. Hmm. Did you even read this? In one night. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm doing that. Oh, Steven. Waits to the last second to do anything, but he does it all five times. Yes. It's like, I haven't seen this movie yet. Let me watch it four times. Like, geez, dude. Commentary the entire time, too. <laughs> to get as much info as possible. He records his own Stevatary common, like Stevatary for the DVD. Tries to send it to the companies, but they never use it. <laughs> Sitting at Netflix, like, why does this one dude keep doing this? I don't like understand. He literally knows nothing about behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even there, but he's making up stories. So that was a great moment. I told him that, like, <laughs> hey, you should say this when you go on set. He's kind of wonky, and I was so proud. <laughs> <laughs> that would be actually be really funny. But, um, yeah, I'm not like very knowledgeable about Longshot, and obviously, he's not going to be a very big deal in this uh, this series. Yeah, like, I figured gone. he might be. Yeah, he pretty much is already gone. <laughs> They've had like five more resets since then. <laughs> <laughs> what is it that Spiral's wanting? What does any of them want, I guess, besides ratings? Well, she, Spiral no, no, said that she, she wants, wants to steal something, something stolen. Yeah. That's why this every story has contained him stealing something, like yeah. a heart of gold or whatever any of those like Frenchy words were. Yeah, right. <laughs> She's like been trying to prepare him for it. I wonder, I wonder what it is. So I'm assuming that she is, she's trying, Spiral's trying to do something to like get out from underneath Mojo's control. Oh yeah, like uh, like the last two panels had them in like their original outfits. Yeah, dude, I really yeah, like that. Like Rogan, like her like actual one piece, mm -hmm. like green and yellow or whatever. And Gambit in his little lame ass outfit. I like I really like Gambit's old school outfit, but uh, I'm not as partial to Rogues anymore now that they have her new like attire that she wears right now. I really prefer that. Yeah, I was kind of digging the whole leather outfit for that one noir. Like, that that was cool. Too. I like how they even referenced that. Like, why is she even wearing this? I, I like how she told Hoons, like, you're probably just in here, sit, like, talking to yourself, <laughs> like, like, narrating your own story or whatever. No. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I really like the artwork of how they draw Rogue. She looks like oddly animate. I find most of the art satisfying, but I actually don't care for her face. Really? Yeah. I, I'm not like... Especially when they showed, like, in the first, like, issue, they had her and um, Mystique Zandra? beside oh, each other. Yeah. I was like, they literally look 
identical. The exact same. Mystique's just blue. Yes. Yeah. I had that issue with Xandra, too. Uh, and one of the issues, it may have been all of my, but I don't specifically remember it in like one panel of where they looked like after she wasn't rogue anymore and she was Xandra, their faces still looked so incredibly similar. It was unreal. Like whoever's drawing the females in this, their faces all like have almost the same symmetry. Yeah. Yeah. I do like, I don't know, I, I like the look for Rogue. It's it's different. I definitely prefer like the more traditional Rogue look, but I like the anime-ish kind of look that she has only, like mostly because none of the other characters that are like ever prom- uh, that have been prominent in this other than that one in time with Xandra look like that. So she, she kind of stands out. She kind of looks like Alita. Yeah, she really does. <laughs> I've been thinking that ever since I've been like uh, seeing those trailers like every two seconds everywhere. Out now. <laughs> yeah, out now. We're not sponsored, but we could be. <laughs> but yeah, she does kind of remind me of Alita. They told her that like uh, she's becoming self-aware because mm-hmm. they said like, okay, so we sent Gamut away to go steal something, and mm-hmm. they're just kind of containing her in her own mind. And she has a comment. She's like, oh, there's not much going on up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like you'd be, <laughs> you'd be surprised what really like goes on in your mind or whatever. It's like, is she trying to say you'd be surprised how dumb you are, Rogue? <laughs> well, I mean, Rogue's like, oh, I always thought there was a lot going on up here. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, this is more like the waiting room. <laughs> yeah. but, so she's going to have to like uh, go on a journey to like unlock her memories and find out why she's been suppressing her powers. I believe that's the reason why yeah, she's there, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Well, though, she's going to try find, find out why. Uh, well, I guess yeah, why she's suppressing it and why she's not able to do it consciously. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So they're just, man, they're definitely speeding right along to making Rogue OP here. It's going to be interesting to go through her memories. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Hopefully that's where we can see a little more Deadpool. <laughs> that'd, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I feel like this uh, this series is finally going to kick into like another gear and actually get like a little bit more exciting. I definitely think it's going to as soon as they move on from the Mojoverse. Whenever Rogue figures out what's going on and... Why she can't suppress. And it's like, oh, now Rogue doesn't have to touch anybody. As long as you're, like, I guess, just in the vicinity, she can just suck your powers. And now she can do it whenever she wants. She can control it. That's just, okay, well, she's OP now. Oh, yeah. She already was OP, but this series, like I said to Josh, and we talked about it previously, 100% seems like, other than to make a Gambit and Rogue series because the little mini, the five-issue mini they did, uh, Marvel did, did so well, they're like, all right, well, let's make an ongoing. Other than doing that, it definitely seems like the entire point of doing this is like, all right, well, Rogue's not a mega level, and she should be. I think this will continue to be a series. Yeah, this is an ongoing. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Which makes me very happy. He's my favorite Marvel character, so I'm all about that. Yeah. Well, both the paths that they're going on since they're separated is definitely going to be like an interesting thing to follow. Absolutely. Gambit going back to being a Especially since little thief again. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, that's his origin, isn't it? They mm-hmm. call him like the Prince of Thieves or something. Mm-hmm. No, King of Thieves. King of Thieves. He's Well, he is like technically is the King of Thieves now. Like the Thieves Guild that he was part of, he is the actual leader even though he's trying to like distance himself from it but they're like no the dude died you're the leader now and he's like no no calm down i'm not nope i'm out of there anyways i'm excited to read because it's like i said i've never been introduced to the mojo verse before mm-hmm. so i'm gonna be excited to see what that's all about and as he goes deeper into it to try to steal this thing because now he's actually in mojo verse yeah yeah instead of rogue where it says somewhere that's definitely not the mojo verse <laughs> <laughs> i love the narration throughout all these issues how it's always like it's very tongue-in-cheek everything that they say oh, yeah i really like that it's very fitting for mojo verse I gotta say, I hate like the whole Southern Belle thing. Really, for Rogue? Well, both of them, because they both have some sort of little like. Oh yeah, true. Like, yeah. Uh, twang. Yeah, I guess like a little yeah twang or draw. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because the the words are always like slightly different. Yeah. Every time they say I, it's like ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, or oh, Rogue wait, says ma. Is? It's like, are you calling your yeah, mom or ma, are you saying ma. me? <laughs> She's like. <laughs> That's throwing me Stop off. Stop messing with my mind. Back to Requiem. Ma. <laughs> she fits in perfect there. Ma. And yet again, like I feel like the art continues to be pretty impressive. I like the overall design of everything. Especially there. like the colors in the last page when you actually see like the actual Mojo verse mm-hmm. and like the whole inking was impressive too. 
Yeah, it was. And speaking of inking, let's talk about our sponsors, Ink or Die Studios. Omega Level is proudly sponsored by Ink or Die Studios, a unique combination of a tattoo parlor and hair salon. Located at 270 North Dakota Street by Flanagan's, Ink or Die Studios employs the best artists and stylists around. Boasting a friendly atmosphere, helpful, talented, and incredibly creative staff, Ink or Die Studios is the only tattoo shop and hair salon you'll ever need. Stop in, call, or contact them through their social media accounts today to set up an appointment. And we are continuing still our march towards Endgame. We only have three movies left to talk about. And this week, it is Thor Ragnarok. As we said last week, we switched up Thor and Black Panther because the ending of Thor is leg like legitimately the beginning of, of uh, Infinity War. So we're going to talk about Thor Ragnarok this week. It's the third movie in the Thor series. If you haven't seen it, stop watching this and go watch that immediately, then come back because this movie is brilliant. It's way better than those podcasts. A hundred percent, dude. It's, it's the God of Thunder. It's obviously better than this crap. Yeah, we finally got introduced to the legitimate God of Thunder. I think it's been long overdue in this movie. What do you mean? Like how he finally actually got his lightning powers and stuff. He's had them the whole time. Have you not been watching the movies? Yeah, but he never <laughs> used them as much as this. No, yeah, he was never like, hey, boom, 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 like all over the place, like he does in the comics, you know what I mean? It was nice to finally see Thor just, oh, yeah, that's right, he can use lightning whenever he feels like it. It's also nice to see an homage to Mortal Kombat when he does a raid move on the bridge. <laughs> The spiral. The yeah. I was like, that has to be no module. When I first saw that, I was like, oh, Thor's not just the God of Thunder, he's reading too. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish they would have put that sound effect in there. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would have made that movie amazing, like oh even more amazing, especially in that moment. So in, in Ragnarok, man, they, they do even more of the push for Loki to be like a tweener anti hero kind of character. I still hate Loki. This is like every time he seems like he redeems himself, I'm just like, why? Really, you don't like him as a character? I mean, yeah, he's a good character, but it just like he gets annoying. But it's really? also nice to see that like Thor is just like used to him, just yeah. betraying him. Yeah, and he's like, oh, really? He had that little remote, and he still like attach that thing to his back. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, that looks painful. <laughs> yeah, I, really, I don't know. I like. I've always liked Loki. He's one of my favorite characters. He's one of my favorite like villains. Uh, <laughs> I like. I do like the movie MCU version of Loki, but I definitely prefer the comic version more because he's, oh, yeah. it's more of a straight line villain. Like, he does every now and then do something to help out Thor or help out the heroes, but there is legitimately, 100% of the time, an ulterior motive that is almost always, as well, not good. Loki's always looking out for himself, and he's always trying to do something devious. And I, I like him a lot in the comics, more than in the MCU, but I still like him in the MCU a lot. It's kind of odd how they've been have turned him into, like, an anti-hero kind of character, you know? I mean, he's almost, almost a good guy. It's weird. Well, they play with that, like, pretty often. They do. I mean, he did the same thing in um, the, the Infinity Wars, right? That comic that we just read with Loki in it, where he just gave the stones back. Yeah, but he again, like, he's Loki being Loki. It's because he didn't need that crap anymore. Yeah, exactly. He went down to the God Quarry and realized, oh, these don't even matter. You can have them. I'm out of here. But uh, the beginning of this movie is one of the best uh, starts to any of the Marvel movies so far, in my opinion. Surtur just looked awesome. Yeah, dude, I really like that they brought Surtur into this. We actually got him in the MCU. That's so cool. Oh, yeah, it's so exciting to see. Mm -hmm. Good old Mr. Krabs. Yeah, Clancy Brown, the uh, voice actor for him, is the voice actor of Mr. Krabs. <laughs> Definitely why he probably sounded very familiar to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this, I know this voice from somewhere. <laughs> I didn't even catch this that at all. This guy shaped my childhood somehow. <laughs> right? <laughs> I didn't catch that at all. That's really cool. Yeah, I like that we got Surtur in this, like, even though it's very minor, obviously, like, he would be, like, what, how is he really going to do Surtur? Like, I couldn't imagine a whole movie revolved around him where he is, like, like, Hella was in this, you know what I mean? Oh, but yeah. I do like that we got, like, him in this. Yeah, I mean, Hella was amazing anyway. Yeah, brilliant. Definitely nice to have the movie begin with Thor just talking to Surtur, but, I mean, it was funny, but I also still, like, 
they kind of shove too much humor in Marvel movies sometimes. I know I'm definitely not the only person that thinks that, but... You are, actually. I mean, no one's ever said yeah. that before. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Surger's like the guy that brings destruction to Ragnarok. I think they should have taken that just a little bit more seriously, but... I can see where you're coming from, but I'm, I'm not surprised that it was done the way it was, given the director. Taika Waititi. Yeah, like... Have you what, seen What We Taika? Do in the Shadows? I thought he was... Yeah, what, yeah Taika Waititi, I think. Have you I seen What We Do in the Shadows? I thought was for the longest. No, I haven't seen that. Oh, man, that movie's genius. It's so funny. But yeah, he he's very much so does comedy Doesn't stuff. the director voice... Um, uh, Korg? Korg. Yeah, he's yeah. Korg in this movie. <laughs> Excellent performance as Korg, too. I love too. that character. Dude, one of the best characters in the movie. <laughs> one of the best little side comedy characters in all of Marvel. I forgot I forgot the ending scene where he's like carrying his friend. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I actually stepped him on the bridge. He's been dead. And then he makes <laughs> a sound. He's like, oh, guys, it's fine. He's he, okay. Meek's alive. <laughs> yeah, it's when Thor asks him, uh, he, he tries to ask Meek, Meek, where do you think we should go? And all that <laughs> happens. And he goes, oh, my God, he's alive. Uh, what was your question it's, again? And Thor's just like, Earth it is. <laughs> it's like I felt so bad. It's been carrying him around this whole time. <laughs> I love the rock, paper, scissors jokes with the two of them. Like, the first time that you see them, <laughs> that's what he makes. He's like, you know, I'm a rock, who's going to be scared of me unless you're, uh, unless you're scissors. And Korg is in the background like, and does like that with his arms because he's got blades for hands. <laughs> just liked him talking to Loki on the bridge. He's like, hey, there's a revolution going <laughs> on the ship. You want to come with us? He's like, you want to come with us? He just seems awfully calm about everything. <laughs> yeah, everything. Like when he's first talking to Thor and they're walking and Thor runs around behind him, he's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's not, it's a circle. But it's not a normal circle. It's a different circle. It's like a freaky circle. <laughs> it's like a freaky circle. The only time that you actually see him have any more emotion is like, he's like, piss off, ghost. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, touching back on Hela, I love the way she was done in this movie. I don't like how Hela was a combination of who she's supposed to be, Hela, and of Angela. If anyone that doesn't know, Angela is Thor's actual sister in the comics. Hela's not. Hela's Thor's niece. It's actually Loki's daughter. She is yeah. she is the goddess of death. Like they get all that stuff right, and she looks that way, and she's obsessed with destroying. She, she looks more hideous than actual in mythology. Like, well, yeah, half of her skin is dead. Yeah, and she's well, I mean, like just the Marvel comics, and she's obsessed with destroying. Um, or well, not what she's obsessed with, like ruling over uh, Asgard. Like all oh, that's proper. But Thor actually has a sister named Angela, and her like backstory is that Odin actually does throw her out of Asgard because essentially she is too bloodthirsty and too good of a warrior. But she ends up becoming like. A hero-ish character. She's definitely like an anti-hero kind of character. She joins the Guardians of the Galaxy for a while. Roams around, does her own thing. There's a series right now called As Guardians of the Galaxy that she's in and maybe even the leader of. That sounds awesome. But it sucks that we'll never get Angela, at least proper Angela, in the MCU now because they cut the most important parts of her story, the relation to Thor and stuff and Odin, and give it to Hela. So that kind of sucks. I just want to know, is she dead? Is she actually dead? Hela? Well, yeah, like in the movie, because I mean, Asgard got destroyed. I don't know how oh, she like, could have possibly her survived kill her? that. But then again, she is a goddess of death. She's where, a goddess of death. Where and, would she go? And it makes her stronger. Like being an Asgard just makes her stronger. Well, Asgard so is no know. more. Yeah, so see, that's what I'm thinking. And in like, the end, Asgard is its people. Yeah, they so, make a point of that hard at the end of that. Oh movie. yeah, the whole movie they're trying to hit on that a little bit. So yeah, if Surtur does, like, he destroys Asgard. So then she would have no source of power. So I guess she would die right then. Yeah, or at good. least he would easily kill her right then. You would think. Yeah. Plus, it just blew up anyway. The foundation's gone. As Korg, <laughs> yeah. as Korg pointed out so eloquently, the foundation is gone. <laughs> Once again, Korg coming through with the important information. Oh, yeah. He knows about the revolutions, and he knows about foundations. And he likes his friends. If you die, he will just carry you around. He's a good dude. That was a good Doug. <laughs> well, yeah, it was Doug. <laughs> He's like, see you later, new Doug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Thor and Hulk's... Fight was awesome. That was so lame. That was the worst part of the movie. 
How do you like it, Steven? <laughs> <laughs> that was really awesome. I love. I wish the trailers wouldn't have ruined it, but oh, when yeah. Hulk first shows up and Thor's just super excited, he's like, "Yes, That's my friend!" <laughs> I, I, my favorite part of that whole sequence, like what my favorite comedy bit is when Hulk picks up Thor's son's around and Loki jumps up and just freaks out. He's like, "Yes, how that feels." <laughs> how that feels. He's like, "Sorry, I'm just really into combat." <laughs> I love that. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum's performance was um, <laughs> was very I, Goldblum. I, I very doubt Goldblum. It was Anywhere close to the comic book depiction of the character because I've never. Oh, the Grandmaster? Yeah, no, never, he was absolutely I, not. I have like no that. idea like what the Grandmaster was supposed to be like, but regardless, like mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum's performance was pretty, pretty spectacular. He was spot on the Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I laughed so hard that like, I was like, "You're now being introduced to the Grandmaster." And like <laughs> Thor just locked in his chair, he just starts screaming. He's like, "Ah!" Yeah, Jeff Goldblum was like the perfect casting for that for that kind of odd, like unique character. I like his holograph as everyone's going out to try and like pursue them. He's like, catch them. Don't let them escape. <laughs> I love, too, that when uh, the Grandmaster is talking to Loki and Thor about uh, where they're at on Sakaar, how time moves differently. He's like, time moves differently here. Anywhere else, I'd be millions of years old. But here, yeah. <laughs> he just gives them that really weird look with, back and forth between the two of them. Just doesn't finish his thought. I love him, dude. I was like, what are you guys whispering about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, boom, what are you guys whispering about? I love man, Valkyrie too was amazing in this. Yes, dude, Tessa like, Thompson crushed it. Yeah, her appearance was amazing. Absolutely. She's like doing her little swag walk off the <laughs> ship and falls just falls off. over. <laughs> she's just a drunk. And then she just waxes everybody with yeah. her, those like those little gloves that control the guns on the ship. Yeah, dude, the little hologram like glove things. That was so I cool. loved her scenes with like the whole slow mo Valkyrie battle against Hela. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that looks so cool, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. that in, you know, actual full speed. Yeah, <laughs> the, show the actual battle of Hela just massacring all of them. Yeah, those are really cool. I like that. How she is the person that's training Hulk. Was she actually or his him? combat partner? Like, yeah, when he goes to practice and train, it he did, trains yeah, with her. It didn't seem like she was kind of like when they were like play wrestling or whatever. She was yeah. like actually holding her own pretty well. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's cool that like she's the person that's like training partner of Hulk. It's like oh, so Valkyries are actually pretty awesome then if she can like be a training partner with Hulk because he's pretty dope. He is the strongest Avenger, as he says multiple times. <laughs> as the ship also says. <laughs> Yeah, like oh, how Thor's Stark. getting upset about that. He's like, strongest Avenger. No, that can't be right. Strongest, strongest Avenger. Avenger. He just keeps saying, he's like, damn it, Stark. Point Break. <laughs> yeah, what's, what's Point Break? Point Break, the movie Point Break. It's that surfer movie with Keanu Reeves and um, Patrick Swayze. They're like surfers that are also robbers and they can rob banks and stuff. And Thor, when, you, when he first meets Thor, he says he looks like he'd come at the movie Point Break. Because oh he's got the God. long blonde hair and stuff. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's Stark, a good callback. That's what Stark <laughs> tells him. Yeah, Point Break. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I love the little nicknames there. I love the the banter that Thor and Hulk have the whole time because even though it's playful, it's still about who's stronger. That's literally like the crux of their relationship is that each one thinks that they're stronger and better than the, not necessarily better that they're stronger than the other one. That's the entire point of it. And uh, I love and, and Sakar. If you look on like the little the big monument statues, There's one of them is Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. yeah. There was be- okay, man. I mm-hmm. thought that when I saw Stephen that, Ray but Bill. he looked a little weird. Yeah, it's Beta Ray Bill. Like I read that, I when I first watched it, I thought that's what it was. And then like you can read trivia about the movie, and like the director talks about everyone that's up there, and I can't remember all of them, but I know he definitely says one of them was Beta Ray Bill. Awesome. Going back to Hella though, probably no. We've moved on. <laughs> I think Hella's by far my favorite Marvel villain, possibly even more than Thanos. Wow, really? Yeah, like m- just in maybe. the MCU, you mean? Yeah, just yeah. in the MCU. Thanos is definitely my favorite, but Hella's. Hell is my second or third. It's either her or Ultron. I liked what, like her appearance. She just appears immediately after Odin. Yeah, dead. Odin dies and immediately, bim! All right, I'm free. <laughs> and immediately makes an impression on everybody by breaking Molnir. That was my biggest complaint about the marketing for this movie was that they it's ruined they, that in the trailers. Yeah. Why? We don't need to know that. Did they think that it was gonna be too confusing of why it was Thor? Why Thor didn't have Mjolnir throughout the trailer? To me, that would have added more intrigue. Like, oh, what happens to Mjolnir? Why doesn't he have it this whole time? 
Well, that's because right, Hela yeah, straight cool. up destroys it, like that's how powerful she is. And she's not even on Asgard. She's on Earth at the time. Yeah, on she's Earth, got that much power on Earth for about five seconds because yeah. as soon as they're like, we need to dip. <laughs> yeah, she Loki kicks them out the little rainbow bridge, like while they're getting um, they're getting uh, whatever transported up to uh, whatever, Bifrost. Yeah, Bifrosted up to Asgard because Loki, like the idiot that he is at times, is like, get us out of here immediately. And it's like, no, don't do that. And he stood no chance. Yeah, <laughs> their greatest weapon was destroyed instantly. Yeah, but he just opened up Bifrost to Asgard after Odin just told them that she draws her power from Asgard. <laughs> that is a good point. No, very <laughs> stupid move by Loki. And then, of course, she flies up there and just easily knocks each of them out. Well, easily knocks Loki out, has a small little tussle with Thor, then knocks him out of it, and then yeah, she's gone. Yeah, I thought gone. that was an awesome scene. That, that was a really cool scene, him fighting the Bifrost. Yeah, I was like, oh, God, like, how's he surviving being, like, dragged, like, somewhat outside of it? Yeah, that I don't know. Cool. He's Thor. I mean, that's how. Also, like, how, like, this is one of the very few comp... Like MCU characters that actually looks like they were taken straight off the page from a comic. Hella? Yeah. Yeah, dude, she looks so. Like when she does her little yeah. smooth like hair dude, thing. Dude, oh, that was so dope. The yeah. two times that she does that, I love too when she's in Odin's vault that they correct their mistake from earlier in the MCU where she sees the Thanos gauntlet and goes it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> that was really cool. I think one of my other favorite scenes in the movie was the the play that Loki was having done dude, as Odin with Matt Damon. With Matt Damon. As <laughs> Matt Damon's Loki. See, so will you build a statue with like with my cool helmet with the horns? <laughs> I love that. That was so nice. And, of course, Odin is sitting there eating grapes. I was like, how's nobody suspected this guy? Yeah, like, this really? <laughs> this is this is the same Odin? <laughs> He's giving a lot of praise to Loki he never gave before. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's going on here? It's also interesting to think about, too, that in, so in this movie, a ton of Asgardians get killed by Hela. They try to save what they can and leave. Then Thanos shows up, wipes out a bunch of them, takes this, uh, the Infinity Stone, leaves, and then at the end of Infinity War, he snaps half of all life. Oh, yeah. So not only does Hela reduce them, Thanos shows up and kills half of them on the spaceship and then leaves and then wipes out another half with his snap. Hopefully he's smarter than that. I mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of Asgardians that have died in two movies. Yeah, that's upsetting. <laughs> they definitely reduced them to a population small enough to be able to fit in Norway now. To make it new <laughs> Asgard. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see if they'll do the thing where like Tony Stark like builds another Asgard. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think that would be awesome. I think they may have Shuri do it or something like that, though, instead. Oh, uh, Super Tech oh, Genius from awesome, Black Panther. Yeah. It would be dope. Well, it would be awesome if they actually like work together. Work together, yeah, yeah, dude. I want to see that because I so badly want to see Shuri take over the Tech Point role moving forward. They have Shuri, Tony Stark, and Hank Pym try and build an Asgard together. I mean, true, and they have the Fantastic Four now, so that could be an introduction to Reed Richards. Oh, that'd be cool. He's, he's, he's a little smart. <laughs> he's just a little smart. <laughs> he's a little intelligent. All right, well, that's going to be all for us today. We're going to wrap it up right there. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in and watching. Let us know what you think about uh, Thor Ragnarok. Did you like that movie? Of course you like the movie. Everybody likes that movie. What do you think of Mr. and Mrs. X? Are you reading it? If not, what, why are you not? Are you stupid? What's going on here? Maybe they just don't appreciate Rogue. Are you stupid? What's going on here? It's okay. It's not okay at all. At all. You can miss it. <laughs> You definitely can't miss it. Thanks for watching, and we'll catch you next time. Oh, and also, uh, ranking it in my MCU. Upon rewatching it, I gotta, I gotta say, I think I put it in my top three, if not number one. No, no, no. Show's over. Show's over. We're done. We're done. Top three, if not number one. Make sure you follow us on all of our social medias. We are on Facebook as Omega Level Podcast. We're on Instagram as Omega underscore Level underscore Podcast, all lowercase. We are on Twitter as at Omega Level Pcast. That's the letter P. We are on the Anchor app as Omega Level, and we are on YouTube as Omega Level Podcast. Make sure you hit them all up, and, you know, don't be stupid. Like our stuff. Oh.